to the Runner X podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the RunRx podcast. I am your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm with Coach Valerie. And Coach Valerie, you made a comment the other day uh, about a, a, a run that a member did in the group that I thought was, it wasn't the comment, it was about how you talked about it. Um, this idea that I slowed down or I did an easy run, you said that that actually actually means more time on the ground. Can you explain, like, what, give me, give me, what you mean by that okay so it was just a you're right it was the way it was worded so most training plans they'll have on there i don't know run 30 minutes or three miles or you know whatever the plan says and it'll say run easy or run hard right and the challenge with that is first of all running is always a challenge running's hard <laughs> so people are interpreting an easy run as slow yeah right and then when you think slow all of a sudden, your cadence goes down. Right. You're on the ground. You're longer. shuffling even sometimes. Right. Or, yeah. So the thought is that for some reason, running fast and running slow aren't the same running. And this is what I want to change the mindset. Right. Of. It's still running. I still need to be using muscle elasticity. I still need to have that baseline cadence of 180. So that shouldn't change in my running. So what that means is, if I said to someone, instead of saying, let's go for an easy run, I would say to someone, let's run at a lower fall angle. Okay. Right? Because running is free falling. So there has to be free falling going on to run. So if I say to myself, okay, I'm going to run slow, I'm going to bring my heart rate down. I'm going to, you know, what does it mean for you? Right. And so this is when people start thinking about effort, right? Right. Well, effort means work. So if you're running in your mind what you think is slow, trying to slow down your pace, if you will, unfortunately what most people are doing is just what you said. They're spending more time on the ground, and they're trying to work. In their mind, they're trying to work less. But ultimately, if you're on the ground longer, you're actually working more. Okay. And that's and so I love that. Um, it's really about your fall angle. So it, it, the easiest run I could do would be to – fall ever so slightly at a 180 cadence. Yeah. That's really an easy fall, run. Yeah. Run, yeah. So then it becomes, we're like, if, and that, by the way, is a really great skill to have. Yeah. Meaning I should be able to walk out and pick my fall, if you will. Like if you wake up and you're like, I just want to go for a nice, you know, I don't want to say easy because I don't think that running is easy. If I want to go out for a run, let's just say a run. You go out and you start doing, of course, your warm up, and you start pulling your feet. And then you pick your fall angle, meaning you start to fall. You want to fall just enough to start traveling, and your feet are pulling. Well, if you're running, if you want to say easy, your feet should feel really light. I was going to say effortless is yeah. kind of the word I want your to say. Your feet like. should feel really light. Because why? Because you're falling, your body weight's forward, right? So what's the challenge is an easy and hard, it needs to be in your cardiovascular effort, not in your muscular effort. Okay. High cadence does not require high muscular efforts. Say that again. High cadence does not require high muscular efforts. Those are Dr. Romanoff's words. So what, he, what we're saying is 
we have to change the mindset of hard or easy being how much our legs are working. Yeah. It's how much my lungs are Lungs working. are working, I was going to say. Now, so that goes back to, so when you think, when, uh, this is me, you know, kind of my, my runner mentality. Easy usually means I can talk more with my friends. So then you're not breathing as hard. Okay. So, so that's really it. Your so I should be able to. is much lower if you're able to talk. So, and I, so if I've progressed in my technique, where I can maintain a 180 cadence, it feels effortless. Um, if I'm able to have a conversation, even if it's a little winded, because of course I'm falling and I'm running 180, I can't imagine I'd be talking like, if I'm, if I'm talking like this and running a 180 cadence, I'm either a freak of nature or I'm not running a 180 cadence <laughs> is what I'm thinking. But um, that just means that my, that I'm, I'm what does that mean for my cardiovascular? So it, here's the thing, and this is important. When people first start trying to run RX or use post method and they've never fallen before on purpose, we all overfall. Yeah. All of us. So, I mean, I've never felt it before and all of a sudden I just throw my body forward, right? So the first thing that happens with people is they're like, ah, Valerie, I'm running too fast. My heart rate's too high. Yeah. But all of us, because in the beginning, what you don't even realize is that you've actually haven't ever run before. Yeah. Most of us weren't using gravity. I wasn't. Yeah. I was pounding the pavement like everybody else. No, we're shuffling, we're standing upright, we're, we're reaching. We're yeah. Reaching. There's yeah. all these actions that are all, by the way, hard. Yeah. Like it's hard <laughs> to work that hard. So our effort is uh, is misunderstood because you thought you were out there working hard, and you were absolutely working hard. Don't get me wrong. However, if you're talking, keep that in mind too. If I'm able to talk, there's not a lot of cardiovascular effort going on. Okay. Right, which is fine, like I said, depending on your goal and your run. But my point is, is that most of us were running using the musculoskeletal system. Like, like we just said that, pumping our arms, reaching our legs. All the effort was in our action. Yeah. The effort wasn't so much like, oh, I can't breathe, right? So when we first feel that, there's a panic, panic and a fear, right, by the right. way. And it just goes to show you that your your heart is responding. It's actually very excited. <laughs> so what starts to happen when you start to connect with falling, then what you start to feel is, of course, I can fall just enough to start pulling my feet, and I can hold this. Yeah. You see? And then the holding is the key. Because if you can hold your fall and your pull is matching your fall, then you're running. And it doesn't really matter the pace. Yeah. It's your pace. It's your choice. So then what happens, like, that is called running. And this is what I tell people. That's a skill in itself yeah. to be able to fall just enough to need to pull your feet. Right. But your feet, guys, feel light. Yeah. Your feet feel light and they feel quick. And that's important. So then if I want to run faster, right, I have to fall more. My feet are actually going to have to pull quicker. So there is more effort, right. of course. However, they're not any heavier. I'm still only pulling 2% of my body weight, and I'm still only pulling enough to break contact with the ground. Okay. But I'm falling at a much higher angle. So my cadence will be higher. My breathing is much more. But if we could get across to people that running is running, regardless, and if you could just vary your run with your angle of fall, then you will be able to feel the difference in your running. And if you want to call it easy, great. But the idea is that you'll start to get in a, in a relationship with your running where you still need to fall enough, right? Right. To use that elasticity. So, and that goes into the heart rate. So I kind of, if we, if we 
if I try to dumb it down a little for my brain to understand, if I'm if really all I'm dealing with is cardiovascular, and I get and and I'm possibly falling uh, above where I'm capable of right now. So I'm breathing heavier, and and oh my god, my heart rate's going up. So I ease off of it, right? And this is something um, I've been noticing with our with our workouts that we do he, here at the gym, is that what I've been trying to do is it's we're coming up on almost six months of working out again together. That I found myself, I used to wait until my heart rate like got all the way back down or where I felt comfortable, and then I'd go and do the next thing again. What I've been doing now is no, I'm still breathing heavy but it, I can catch my breath and then I go. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm thinking of when I'm doing that is I'm thinking of my heart as a muscle. Like you said, right. it's a muscle. And the only way to build a muscle is not to break it down to the point where it can't go anymore. Of course, you don't want to do that with your heart. But like, it's not to destroy your bicep. It's not to destroy your quad and then go destroy it again. It's to tax it a little bit, let it come back, tax it a little bit more, right. come back, and then you let it rest, and right. then you let it recover. And I think we... Forget that about our heart. So an easy run is letting our heart kind of work where it's just a little uncomfortable, right? And then maybe some runs, your faster runs, your sprints, you want to tax it a little bit more, but then you want to ease off of it, and then you want to let it rest, right? You want to take those rest days and those recovery days. And I think if we started thinking of our heart, which is the center of our whole, you know, running thing, that that's really what you're working on, as a muscle, just like you do your quads and your biceps and your abs. I want my abs of steel, right? I want a heart of steel. I want a heart that can take whatever I'm going to give to it. And But i got to work up to that. I can't just go out and start sprinting, right? Well, here, here's a couple of challenges. So one, you're right. The heart has to be developed like any other muscle. So that's why intervals work so well. And even all the elite pro professional runners will tell you the same thing. That's why they all do some speed work or hill repeats, right? right? And you kind of know on those days I'm going to work harder, right, for sure. And then on other days I need to not work as hard. Now, we agree with all that, just so you guys know. Here's the challenge. One, you need your heart rate to go up. That's how you strengthen the heart, right? Right. And we're not – and again, we're smart people. Even if you go out and do all-out intervals, most of us, our heart is very smart and really only (laughs) lets you go out so much. But to be honest – you hear of much more people, unfortunately, having cardiac arrest in a marathon right. than you ever hear about someone on a track. Doing you know, sprints. Yeah. Yeah, having cardiac arrest. They usually just pull a hamstring. <laughs> uh, and I'm not laughing at anything other than what we think is training our heart sometimes isn't the right yeah, thing. Yeah. That's... So, like, why are we doing the easy run? This is always, I, I go back to this as a runner. So usually what they say with the easy run is to do that, is to give the heart a rest and, mm-hmm. and muscles and all that. And then, but the idea then to remember is that if I am running too slow, or not, let's not say slow, I don't like that term, but if I'm spending too much time on the ground, if my cadence is like 165, 170, then you're not giving your heart a good workout. Yeah. You're basically stressing your joints. And I know you hate to, I, I know you don't like to use the word slow but I'm, I'm gonna make you use the word slow because we got to get a little real here that's what this podcast is about is like it or not we've said this before if your runs are a 10 minute plus mile you're spending too much time on the ground and this is not I'm not slow shaming anybody guys I um, was a thir- 12 13 minute miler um, 
like most of my career, when I got down to a nine and a half, 10 minute mile, it was like, ah, right. It was incredible. Right. My, my husband can walk faster than I could run. So I seriously, with all intention and heart, I'm not shaming you. I'm saying that you're not using your muscle right. elasticity right. and gravity to its fullest extent. And that is how you're getting injured. Right. You are doing your body and your joints a disservice and you're not running. You're not running. Right? right. And here's the thing. Like we have people in the membership, for example, there's a woman right now and her mile is about 14 minutes, but there's a reality that is she running for 14 minutes? No, no. She's yeah. doing a mix of running and then walking, right. which is fine, yeah. guys, no problem. But I want her to understand, and what I'm helping her with is when she's running, I want her to run. Right. Because if you start to connect with what running is, you will want to run. And it's just like Caroline said, we're not, we don't really, slow shaming isn't what we're about. We're trying to help you enjoy running. Right. So if, if during that mile, let's say, and she says, I did a 14-minute mile, and you actually look at well, during this first two minutes, you were actually running at a pace of a 10-minute mile. Right. Then you, you walked. Tired. Right. Yeah. Then you ran another pace of a 10-minute mile. She's She overall ran for 14 minutes and covered a, a, a mile in that 14 minutes. That's what we're trying to tell you guys is don't get into this mindset of I'm a 14-minute miler. Right. No. You're or, a 10-minute miler. You just ha haven't been able to hold it right. for a full mile. Or I cannot... How about this? Like, you know, the other mindset, I have to run miles. Oh, yeah. You know, like this is like maybe you're not ready yet to run a bunch of miles. Maybe right now you should be running smaller bursts of running. Right. You know, so this is, and by the way, here's on the flip end of that. We have a woman that's running and she has a, <laughs> she is running with her cadence at between about 185, 190. Uh-huh. And it's like a 1030 mile. Right. So she's on the other end where she's just pulling her feet so quick. I mean, she is pulling, 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 but she's not falling. Yeah. So she's frustrated on the other end and she's like, I'm so tired. Well, I'd be tired too. Yeah. She's literally, her cadence is like a sprint. Yeah. I mean, the fastest marathoners in the world have a cadence of about 185. I was going to say, it's like 185. And isn't they're it? running yeah. a sub five minute yeah. mile. <laughs> so if your cadence is 190, and you're running an 11 minute mile. Yeah, do you guys get, do you see the correlation? Yeah. That's really important that a 185 cadence can be a six minute mile right. or it can be a 10 and a half minute yeah. mile. But that 10 and a half minute mile is standing, in, is almost in place most yeah. of the time. That's yeah. why it's a 10 minute mile. And we're not dogging the 10 minute mile. No, we're no, just no. Using it. We're just, just using I want it you measure. to, I want you to understand that, 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 four to eight, that, that 14 minute mile and if she were running, if she were quote unquote, and I'm going to use air quotes, running the whole time, if she never stopped to walk, that's when she's doing herself a huge disservice. Mm -hmm. We would much rather you run the 10 minutes, walk, run the 10 minutes, yes. walk. But then don't go to mile two or mile three until you can do right. a full mile. Cover that distance right. in only 10 minutes. Yeah. That's frustrating to think about, but guys, think about... What we're trying to really make you understand is that is what is causing the knee pain, right. the hip pain, the back pain, the foot, uh, the foot, um, the shin splints, the, the neck pain, my shoulder, I mean, my shoulders are hunched over. Right. All of this is because you're spending too much time on the ground. Right. 
and it's there's nothing we can all do it i can't like an an apple isn't more able to hit the ground and better than an orange they both hit the ground right, right? so i really I, I i get so frustrated sometimes when i hear somebody say well i can't or i can't do that and we'll talk about that in the next podcast but this i this concept that it's really about the fall and muscle elasticity it's just that simple guys yeah and also and i'll just finish with this because that's why we do this because for us like it's about you yeah we want you to run we want you to enjoy your running and so again it's like if you're (laughs) i went to a a talk once with dr romanoff and he asked people this was just funny because of his accent and, and just how he his personality is and he said what is it with you Americans? What are y'all stopping for lunch? Like, <laughs> why, why are you so connected to the ground? Yeah. And Caroline and I were laughing about this, but it's our type A personalities is yeah. really what it comes to because we're trying to help you get back to like what really natural running is, if you will. It's using gravity. It's using muscle elasticity. You did this, all of you did this as kids. Yeah. But we've spent a lot of years for a lot of us in these like rigid stiff shoes yeah you know and sitting at the computer and not playing and jumping rope and skipping and doing elasticity hops and so then when we go running it's hard and then you're thinking well i'll just run more and if i just keep running more i'll just get better at running yeah right so then when someone goes we're just going to run easy everyone has this immediate like relief yeah oh it's going to be easy no it's not you're still out there running yeah so my point is that what, what the fun part of running, honestly, is getting back that emotion of like when you were a kid. Yeah. And that is all in the muscle elasticity. You're right. And so what happens is, is we, we teach you first how to fall, of course, but also developing that skill and strength to use the elasticity. And all of a sudden people come back to us and they're like, I'm not sure my Garmin was right, but it said this. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, that's actually you. Right. That's your potential you're missing out on. And, and I guess that's how I want to wrap it up here, guys, um, is that easy is an okay term but try to try to coincide that with effortless yes not not easy as in muscle easy as in effortless and as i wrap this up here guys we haven't asked for this a lot but i'm going to ask you on this podcast um if you're on apple can you hit the the share button share this with your friends give us a five-star review because five stars is really the only review that should be given um (laughs) give us some hopefully some great feedback some constructive feedback um I was noticing that we are in the top 100 running um, podcasts, which I wouldn't be surprised if there are only 100. But um, <laughs> the way to bring us up and to get people out there to understand the Runner X method is to share, is to like the podcast, is to give us a review and tell people about it. We've had some wonderful people come through our Instagram. Um, so I just want to get get the word out there. I don't ask for a lot, so if you could give us a five-star review, I'd really appreciate it. And honestly, if you give us a great review, I might start um, maybe doing raffles for people that if we read your, uh, read your name, uh, read your review on the podcast, maybe we'll send you a T-shirt <laughs> or at least a coupon to get a T-shirt because I don't keep them in stock. But anyway, I hope you guys will join us. And... Uh, Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit.